It's Tuesday and we are back with the 3 Plus 1 Podcast. Welcome back, Trey Floyd, noted Atlanta playwright, and Tracy Bonner, the amazing host of the show. What's up, everybody? I'm glad you guys could come back this morning and join us. Uh, and hopefully we have our listeners also joining us, whether you're on your ride to work or if you're catching us in midday or end of day, we are thankful to have you. Uh, we are still the, talking about being a little bit, you know, sad yes. by the loss of Kobe Bryant. It made me think about the loss of John John. Oh, yeah. Uh, John John was also a tragic flight, and it made me very sad when I found that out. When that, That's John F. Kennedy Jr., uh, the future of the Kennedy legacy uh, laid to rest. You have been politically inclined for many years now. Yeah, I have. I've been politically inclined since Dukakis. Wow. I, I, you know what? I think this tragedy, I, I liken this tragedy to the Aaliyah tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it kind of happened very similarly as far as I, I was at the movies. This is when uh, internet on your phones first came out. So I got the news from a friend and I was like, bullshit. She didn't die. If it's not on BT, VH1 or uh, MTV, news. MTV News, it's not real. So when We're I got news, yes, Ananda Lewis. When I got home, though, it became a reality, right? Because that's where we saw it. Well, when I found out about Kobe, was at a skating rink, you know, and I somebody sent me the New York Post, and it just really, really took me back to that time where Aaliyah passed away. And at the time, Aaliyah, we're the same age. Kobe and I are the same age, so it's like I grew up with him. So it's just really tragic, you know, losing a 13-year-old daughter at the same time. I could just, you know... I can imagine how the wife and mother feels. Yeah, what a tragedy. So it, it is. It is unbelievable. It's unfortunate. And I think all we can do is really just, you know, pray for his loved ones yeah. at this moment. And then continue to celebrate the things that he accomplished having started his career in the NBA yeah. uh, so young. So young. So, Trey, you did talk yesterday about your work with your very first play, uh, Love, Sex, and Marriage, and the huge success that play became. Mm-hmm. What do you credit as being the thing that made that play resonate with so many people? That made it resonate with so many people? I think it was the relatability. Mm-hmm. I think so many people could relate to that play. Um, so the play, for those of you who are listening, it's about a deal character who is signed to this major record label, and the record label wants him to be with this other girl on the label so nobody knows, so they feel like he won't sell tickets or sell concert tickets unless he's perceived to be straight. Mm-hmm. So until he meets someone and that's who he really wants to be with, he wants to come out, and they're like, no, 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 and he's like, I have to make a decision for me. So I think what people what people loved about it was one, it was like, oh wow, we really gonna do this? Like, you know, like, oh, that's what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about this DL character. And it showed a DL character in a different light. So many times, well, almost every time you see a DL character, he's the bad guy. You know, he's dating a woman, he shouldn't be, oh, he did her wrong, he shouldn't have did this. But we got to see why some men are DL. And I'm not saying you should be, but we got to kind of understand. This guy felt like if I come out, I'll lose everything. Nobody will love me. Nobody will talk to me. I won't have a job. I'll be ostracized. My family won't talk to me. So we got to see a deeper dive into that. And I think I think people kind of got a, a better understanding. And then also a lot of 
parents came out today and they kind of got to understand that what some young guys go through when deciding to come out. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy thing to come out, especially thinking about people in like small town America where it's very homophobic. Mm-hmm. You know, in Atlanta, it's like, oh, it's Atlanta, you know, do whatever. But at an age where you really don't even know yourself yet, it can be a very hard thing for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, 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 that was something that resonated with me. Um, I had a friend who was afraid to to come out because of you know the, the stigma that the black community has Absolutely. placed on it's real on ho- a homosexual yeah. relationship, and it's just like it was. I was like, wow, this is what he was, he went through. Yeah. He had to hide himself mm-hmm. in order to be accepted. Mm-hmm. When on the inside, mm-hmm. he just wanted to be yeah. him. And I really think that can cause a lot of mental health. You think about a yeah. lot of guys who are gay; they have to change. Absolutely, they have to change pronouns so much. Oh, I'm with them. I'm gonna go with my friend. Like they never say I'm going over his house. Yeah. I'm gonna go hang with them, or they even say I'm gonna go see her. And just think about how much time and energy it takes to keep up with the mm-hmm. pronouns and lies that you have to tell to keep this ongoing. And so then when you finally do come out, it's like, wow, like that was a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I really, for me, I really enjoyed. Like I said before, I really enjoyed the play. I really enjoyed what it stood for. What was the process like? Um, the rehearsal process like for you? Like how long were you guys in rehearsals? Um, like who were there gay actors or were were there any straight actors? Like what? It was, was both. Okay. It, it was it was a learning process for all of us. Like I said, that was my first professional play. Mm-hmm. So uh, we rehearsed on Sundays, like every Sunday, probably three months leading up to that show, mm-hmm. and. We just were like all in, like we all just kind of got to know each other. Some of us were on the web series together previously, but what was so unique about it or so great about it is like we learned as we went. Like we had some straight characters on that show, or straight Will's characters and straight actors on the show who were like, wow, I'm really learning. Like I had no idea this is what people go through. So you were not just teaching your audience, you're teaching. Absolutely. The cast. The, the cast. Just to be like, respectable of the situation mm-hmm. like and they weren't homophobic or anything like that but you know you don't know what one you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. and then if you never had to deal with it you don't take the time to really find out about it mm-hmm. in a sense I'll, I'll say this some of my straight male friends will say well gay men they, they like us too so that they, they kind of they want to mm-hmm. put that wall up they mm-hmm. don't want to mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying they feel like they're going to hit on them and mm-hmm. I'm like no. no once they find out you're straight they, they, leave you they tend to leave you yeah. alone yeah. just but like I every woman don't want you every gay man don't want you either like, yeah. but most of them probably don't want you but um, yeah like that whole situation and then just Going on the road and just the parents that came up to me after the show was just life changing to me. Like we did surveys at some of the shows, just like what's something you would like to tell the cast or the writer director. And to read those and see just all of the thank yous, I now understand my son mm-hmm. or what my son was going through. Just thank you so much. So that touched my heart and made me want to go even harder for the show. Like after the first one, I knew I had to do this again because it was like this is important. Like we're changing lives. You're impacting people's yeah. lives. And with you being a former educator, yep. you're still educating. Still educating. Absolutely. Class. And so, I had one actor in the show, 
and it actually changed his life. So his dad was actually very heavily in the church. I mean, he was like a deacon. Mm-hmm. And um, they never talked. He was he was gay, mm-hmm. but they never really talked about it. And so he invited his dad to it, and he was like, I'll come or whatever. Like, uh, I'll probably sit in the back. Came to the show, and he was like, and when he left the show, he told the actor's mom, I hope I never made him feel like the mm-hmm. character in the play. And that night, like, the actor called me crying, said, thank you, Trey, you have changed my life with my dad. And he said they talk on the phone almost every day since then. It opened up a relationship. It opened up a relationship. And it's, wow, like, that right there was like, if I never sell another ticket, it's all been worth it for that moment. Like, mm-hmm. that bond between a father and a son, like, mm-hmm. that was amazing. And we have to know that we can't abandon our children. Mm-mm. And mm-hmm. it like we have to love our just because it's something you may not do or something you may not agree with, the love cannot yeah. be absent. Yeah. So they're I, yours. They are yeah. they're your children. Regardless of what other people may think, what churches may say, this is your child. And if you're not gonna stand for your child, who do you think will? Exactly. Like you just gonna throw them to the weeds. I, I, exactly. I so what happened, Tracy? Right. <laughs> well, you know, no, I'm just saying, you know, you guys have a wonderful rapport and excellent dialogue. And so, you know, one thing I try to do when I listen, you know, I can interject a lot, I can say a lot. So I try to always, when it's flowing, sit back and let the magic happen. Tracy, you do an amazing job when you uh, interview, your questions are great. Uh, very reminiscent of a person who I look up to and love a great deal, the one and only Oprah Winfrey. Uh, this past weekend, I had the honor and the privilege of being able to see Oprah up close and personal at her um, tour here in Atlanta where she, that she's doing with WW. And it was really wonderful. And one thing that stood out to me during that time was how excellent she is as an interviewer. Mm-hmm. And her, just because, you know... <laughs> You, if you know, I, I watch on Super Soul Sunday, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I still watch Oprah do what she does. But seeing her interview Dwayne the Rock Johnson with his dad having passed away just two weeks ago really reminded me of how powerful she is in her talent and her gift, the original gift of being able to do news and journalism and interviews. And it was just, it was motivational, it was inspiring, it was wonderful, and, I, and I've seen no one do it as well. She asked hard questions, she hit on sensitive subjects, and then she was even you know she she took that and she made it into a transformative moment, you know, for her audience. Um, and so Trey, as you're looking and planning what comes next on tomorrow, we're going to talk about the new project okay. that's getting ready to roll out. But now that you've written a new play, you're getting one, ready to bring one to the stage. What will come next? It's funny you say that. So, um, after the play we'll talk about tomorrow, I actually already have two other ones in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, someone is already, like, committed to fund one of them. They want me to remake this older project. It was her favorite movie. She wants me to bring it to the stage. Mm-hmm. And um, after that, so I like doing things that mean something. That have meaning like, they have meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. So, Love, Sex, and Marriage, as we talked about, was about the DL character. The one we'll talk about tomorrow is about Black Lives Matter. And so the next one that I'm doing, it's about a woman who feels like she has everything together. She's about to get married. Then she finds out she's HIV positive. So I like to hit on real topics to really put information out there in an entertaining way, but just really ties in. Because some people are never talk about those things unless they, you know, it's brought up at a play or something. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to 
put that. I like to educate people. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And that's the educator in you. Yeah. And it'll never go away. Yeah. No. <laughs> it'll never go away. Yeah. But that I can't wait to talk about this. Yeah. The next play that yes, you do. Yes, I'm very excited. You're yeah, very excited about the upcoming project. Um, you know, and many people in Hollywood were also very excited about the relationship that uh, Lena Waithe uh, had with her wife. Although uh, a lot of male, although we just found out last week that they are now getting a divorce, they have split apart. And the same when we talked about Dennis McKinley uh, throwing his hot dog, it looks like Lena Wade was throwing something as well. Well, see, I, I don't know Lena very well. What was she throwing, Tracy? What? Well, what was she throwing? <laughs> if Dennis McKinley was throwing hot dogs, Lena Wade was throwing I don't hot dogs and cats. I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to say, what could it be? I, I, like I said, I don't know Lena. Hot person. A bun. She was throwing uh, some bun. She was throwing hot person because they said that she was buying words. Yes, hot person. Yeah, words. Word on the street is that this is her MO. She's ne- so so. I say to the young lady that married her, I, I'm sorry that Alana this is happen- happening to you. However, you you know. You know somebody. You know people. People don't just become these things. We ignore the signs. Oh, they won't you do it. Tell me. We think it's not going to happen. And it does. So I'm sorry that this is happening to you, young lady. But, you know, don't ignore the signs next time. Let this be a lesson. Because this is, this girl's in love. A lot of people are treating marriage like regular boyfriend and girlfriend. Nobody understands anymore the covenant that you take under God, you know, to be in a very committed relationship unless you sit down and have a conversation with the person that you're with about the kind of marriage you, you want to have, an open marriage, or, you know, we can have threesomes, or, you know. But unless you're having that conversation, uh-uh. I, I, I don't think that we are treating relationships and, and committed relationships like we should. It, it, they're very disposable at this point. Disposable. Why do you think it's that way? Well, is, it, is this really though new, Tracy? Is it really new? Like, I, I, I'm really torn on it because on one hand, I mean, I I think think it's newer. the divorce rate in America has always been around 50%. Half of marriages survive, half of marriages don't. Yes, yeah, so when, I, when, when I'm, I, what I'm saying is boyfriend-girlfriend relationship mm-hmm. is uh, that we're treating them like that is that they don't last very long. It's, you know, a year mm-hmm. and then we get married for a year or less, in this case, less than a year and we're divorced. Right. Well, why did we even Did go? you have a marriage? It's almost like people just want to have a wedding. Yeah. And not really a marriage. I don't think they take marriage serious as yeah. people should. Like, that's, that's a commitment. Like, I look at marriage. So life long yeah, it's work. Life long it's work. Yeah. So, like, my parents have been married, I believe, 42 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I myself wow. have been married for three, I should know this, three and a half years. But we were together for seven years before we even got married. So it's been like, 10 years and a half exactly. years. Exactly. Yeah. A 10-year so, commitment yeah. in time from your life. And, and people think that, like, because you get married, it makes it easier. No. Like, it's work. It's, it's work. You have, and you have to be willing to put the work in. And you can't get mad over every little thing. You're like, okay, I'm done. I'm getting divorced. Like, when you make that commitment, it's a serious commitment. Like, we in this thing for life. And if you're not having those conversations about, you know, 
can is it okay? You know, right. I like, you need I like other women. I like other men. I want to see. You know, is it okay if I get a hall pass? If you're not having that conversation and you cheat on me, like I can't do that. I can't. Do so that. you know, Tracy, would you allow your husband to have a hall pass? No, but I am not going to sit here and and say that I do not believe that men will cheat. Well, if you know that man will cheat, why can't he have a hard pass and come to you and say, I'm going to cheat, let me off the hook? Um, because I don't want to give him the permission. If Would he, you forgive him after that? If he's going to cheat, I need him to be very, like, calculated. Yeah, like, he needs to know. There is some that my, if my wife finds out, she might kill me because I watch yeah. Snap, I watch Daily. I need discovery. You were on, you were on some of those shows, weren't you? Did you do? No. 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 Okay. I, I mean, not on the show. Wait, not on the show. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to be characters. I have not, but I need him to know okay. that I know I study. Well, you are. You are a, you're a cancer, <laughs> like Portia Williams, also a fellow cancer. So you know, I definitely um, can understand. You know where you're coming from with that. And would I take him back? I, I do believe one time. Really think this thing through. Maybe your uh, uh, the temptation. You're a human. Yeah. You're a human appetite. Yeah, I can understand that. But after once, is is you? I have created something within you to say it's okay. You know, yeah. and I can't. I'm not gonna do. So you know, Trey, you bring up a good point. You talked about the fact that you have been in a relationship with your partner for ten and a half years, and now you've been married. You know, you you were together for seven and married for three and a half. Did marriage change anything? Not for us. Mm-hmm. Nothing changed. Marriage didn't do. So if some of these couples are rushing out for marriage, mm-hmm. it doesn't change anything Nothing other than else. your tax status. Yeah, for you got tax status. That's all okay. 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 Um, but I think some people think. Insurance. Mar- yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think some people think marriage will heal their yeah. relationship they problems. They do. Yeah. Well, Things are broken fractures. And it does not. It does if not. you don't put in the work, if you don't seek the counseling, if you don't learn how to communicate. Mm-hmm. Those things don't just magically happen. Because mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't wake up mm-hmm. today and become a, a synchronized swimmer. Right. You know what I'm saying? It takes work. <laughs> it takes work. So, you know. Our pastor said something on Sunday about, we weren't talking about marriage, but he said something that stuck on me. He said that people look for events instead of a process. Mm-hmm. Things are a process mm-hmm. and not an event. Mm-hmm. Like in a time that we live in social media where things are so immediate, like you just want it to happen right then, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. In reality, things don't happen right then. Yeah, it just happens yeah. all the time. And, and, and I agree with that. So and it's not just social. I think it's a millennial issue. That's yeah. a big part yeah. of what this podcast yeah. is about. I believe that millennials want immediate mm-hmm. right now, bam, and they, no one has taught them the work mm-hmm. that goes into achievements, the process yes. to get to where you want to be. Yes. Uh, Oprah Winfrey didn't become Oprah Winfrey overnight. Yes. And she talked about that on Saturday in her tour. She talked about Oprah Winfrey mm-hmm. as a child, a teenager in the 20s, 30s, 40s, and now she's 66. And I, I think social media. Today! Yeah. Oh my God, today is Oprah's birthday. So happy birthday, oh, Oprah Winfrey. The queen, the queen. But I also think that you know, uh, DC Young Fly was discovered off of his Instagram comedy yeah. shtick stuff that he used to do, and he even said 
you know, I thought I could just get up on stage and be a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it took work. Like, work. these people have writers. Yeah. They have teams around them that help them. Like, they get up and rehearse this mm-hmm. stuff. And he was like, I thought, oh, two, three minutes, I get up there and do this. And he, he bombed. So he went back to really study the craft because right. he, he was like, I didn't have a respect for the craft by just going up there mm-hmm. and doing it. So we, we, that's in it anything. It makes a difference. In anything. You don't become a hairstylist just out the blue. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you, with anything, there is a process, there's schooling, there's learning, and that's the same with marriage. You can't omit it. Um, you can't omit it. Um, the next topic up is not, it just isn't a way to transition to it, okay? Okay. You know, we had, that was a great conversation, but 16 boys, they're dead, okay? Three of my dead, dead from Ding Dong Ditch Prank. Ding I Dong thought, Ditch I thought Prank. It was, I thought it was three boys. Three dead. Three. And, and six. Six, six, six of them was the, Ding Dong in the yeah, Ditch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the man, you know, we had a uh, Mr. Chandra, 42 years old, gets in his car, rams their car because they was Ding Dong Ditch. What door. makes you that angry? And he killed him in the Toyota. That you... It was a Toyota Prius. You're not supposed to find the humor. It's not funny. So why are you laughing? I'm not laughing. I had to laugh one time. I said it was a killer Prius, and now you're laughing. I'm not laughing, so I'm not finding humor in this crazy bonner. I'm not. Troy, you're laughing too. I'm not finding humor in this big dumb bitch. Because you're a little shade. But... This, when, when I heard this, this is what I thought about, and this probably goes back to the educator in me. Mm-hmm. Discipline in schools, and not just in schools, but also yeah. at home. Like kids don't see punishment for their actions anymore. Like, and kids have this air of privilege, and I'm not saying that all of these kids deserve that yeah. by far. However, like there is no punishment for children these days, and they have this sense of entitlement. Mm-hmm. So, like. They go and like ring this man's doorbell and then drive off like it's all good and to them it's all fun and games, but like you can't do things like that in real life. Like your actions have consequences. Now on the flip side of this, this man, now by far he was definitely wrong. Like it's, it's definitely not that serious. Mm-hmm. However, we don't know what kind of day this man had. We don't know how many times people have rang this man's doorbell and he's just kind of over it. We don't know if that man's wife walked out on him earlier that day, if maybe his Son died. You know, like you don't know what a person's mindset is. But these were kids, and I, I you know, worry. as the adult, what you could have done is nothing. Like I mean, just you for me, it's funny. not that crucial. They got in a car. You got up, got your keys, and chased these babies down and ran. Like nothing is that serious. And then to like run them off the road, like yeah, I mean, yeah. Into a tree. It was a lot. nothing is that serious. That was a lot. You know what I'm saying? So you are the adult, they are the children, you know, and we did some things. Like for me, yeah. when I was a kid, a teenager, I put some uh, oh god, firecrackers in this girl's uh mailbox. We didn't like her, you know, we put the, the firecrackers in the mailbox and they they egged our house and all this stuff. And her mother put out we have warrants for our arrest because of that. Because it's vandalism. Yeah. It's a federal, it's a it's a uh That was real funny, honey. Yeah. You know, After that warrant yeah. came out. And we thought it was funny and she was really like yeah. no. There are consequences for your actions. But a lot of kids these days feel like there are no consequences. Yeah. Like 
And unfortunately mm-hmm. to these kids, they yeah, lost yeah. their lives and the prayers thing. go out to their families. Mm-hmm. But it ain't never that serious. Nothing is that serious. No, it's not that serious. I And I actually agree with both of you 100%. Kids don't realize their consequences mm-hmm. of their actions until something like this happens. Mm-hmm. And what's and unfortunate, many kids are still thinking like, wait, what happened to me? Mm-hmm. Yes, and they still think on ditching mm-hmm. uh, people. Uh, but on, and on the other end, it should not have been, you know, that serious. That's extreme. What kind of rage do you have in you? And, you know, what also might be extreme is that the uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta is fighting to keep many leaks on the cast. (laughs) So, you know, I think it's pretty, I mean, they're saying that, you know, number one, many leaks is a three-year contract uh, for uh, $2.8 million. Mm -hmm. And I have not seen any evidence of talent from Nene Leaks that warrants such a, 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 a huge amount of money. When Portia, I'm not, when Phaedra, who is to me the best housewife of all time, really? In the show, no. Phaedra Parks, no. America's best housewife. What? Zachary no. is the world's biggest Phaedra Parks no. fan. Nene is, is that friend. She's the franchise player she of is. that show. Nene Leaks is the franchise head. And, and I will tell you why. Moose. She will always be the franchise player. She knows how to stir the pot. Mm-hmm. She knows how so to. So does Kenya. But you know, but no, in a different me, way. To me, in a Kenya, different way. To okay. me, Kenya stirs the pot. She's a mean girl. Like she's she a. And she always plays the victim. Victim, mm-hmm. and it just really. I, I be looking at her she's like she's mean, a liar, and a victim. Mm-hmm. So she flips it. So she mm-hmm. does that. You know, the dirty pokes the bear and says, "Oh my God, the bear's trying to eat me." Yeah, that's yeah. that. That I agree with you. I'm not gonna lie about that. But mm-hmm. well, Nene, this I, I don't think the show really survives without her presence. Nene hasn't been on, but like maybe if you take all the footage they use of Nene of Lamethia stripper pole leaks. And you put it together, you may have enough for uh, 40 minutes of footage over the course of a whole season. She hasn't been a presence this season. Season she yeah. added no value she other than had, her argument with Kenya. She's been the most and talked said, about housewife on, wife on the show who she's hated. Who hasn't even been on the show? The fans hate her. She's lost a lot of fans this season. When you go on Twitter and you see what people have said about her, her whole conduct, her abusive, rude, nasty conduct. She so bullies Simeon so just ugly, so nasty, it so rude, no, so plastic, so fake, so ugly. It's no more nasty than Kenya. They love. I don't Kenya like Kenya either. either. I don't like Kenya either. I'm just I like the reason I like why Kenya. I like I like I, I, I like Candy, but I don't think Kenya carries show. Let me say this. Mm-hmm. Let me just. I'm joking, Nene. You know, you know. I hope you never hear the show because I don't. I don't even. I, well, I'm not joking. I don't like you, but. I think that Nene Leakes has a talent. And I think that her time on reality television has come and gone. I would, I, if there was a Lamethia show, I would watch it every day. I think, I think that she I would be... I could watch it every day. I think she'd be excellent for a talk show. When I see Nene get interviewed and the chemistry, the magic that she brings on front, I think that's great. But I do not think that she belongs on Housewives franchise because she, to me, adds no value. Well, if you ask me, none of them really add value <laughs> to anything. I, I don't like the shows. I do watch them because I'm like... To stay abreast. I'm borderline jealous of them, to be okay. honest. Because I'm like, how some some of these women with absolutely no skill, talent, and nothing, basket weaving, 
How were they able to Favorite parlay? Favorite. You know. But how were they able to parlay not being talented into money, man? And that really bothers me because I know some people who are super, super duper talented and they can barely keep their lights on. So that bothers me. So I watch that stuff just, I guess, call me a hater. But, you know, I, I, I have to stay abreast, I guess. You have to stay abreast. And I don't think that that would make you necessarily, um, you know, no, I be hating. I be mad. Oh, <laughs> and this is another thing. This is another thing. I watch those shows and discuss because I'm like, you guys are supposed to hold yourselves to a higher standard. A lot of y'all are bougie and all of this and you are hobnobbing with this and I got Donald Trump checks and all of this, but you behave like hoods. Like y'all are thugs. Y'all married to medicine, love and hip hop. Like all of y'all act the same and I'm just tired of seeing black women behave this way. Well, Luann from the Real Housewives of New York said money can't buy you class. And it can or can it buy cannot you? buy you class. Anyway. I, but it can buy you a car. And a one-way ticket out of strip clubs of Atlanta. Like it did for Lanikia Leaks. I don't think Lanikia is going anywhere though. Like, no, I mean, where else would she go? Yeah, you know, it's like you—you you got these two point eight million dollars. She gonna be. We gonna see you for two more seasons, my love. And on that note, we hope to see both of you guys back in the morning on Wednesday and have you join us uh, for our Hallelujah Wednesday episode. Hallelujah! <laughs> You'll hear from us then. Bye. Yeah. Have a great rest of the day. <laughs>